What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Good evening, everyone in the USA, Canada, all over the world, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka the Miss, yes, the Misunderstood Lonely Nomad, to be exact. Um, YouTuber, host of the most. The unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York, and and you are now listening, tuning in, and rocking with the one hundred and thirty third episode of Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, live and direct from Streamyard YouTube, and alongside of myself is the Instagram live feed. Make sure you turn on your notifications on the gram. So you can see me in action. And and by the way, you can say hi while I'm on the air. And, and if you have any thoughts and comments and opinions on some op, on some topics that is going to be discussed today, um, feel free to jump the jump into the comments in the Instagram live feed. Um, and of course, do the same right here with YouTube. Grab the subscribe button. Make sure you press the noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. Upcoming episodes, stay tuned for more video content. Previous episodes, make sure you catch up on all the all the episodes on YouTube and of course alongside with other streaming platforms. And and of course, um, leave a like and a comment alongside with the topics and episodes. And of course, share the episodes, share the videos. Tell a friend to another friend, download the episodes, and of course, um, I will go over the audio streaming platforms on the go um, at the end of the show, all right? Now, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's maybe maybe a couple, maybe certain topics I didn't get a chance to cover in episode 132 because I was trying to get prepared for, for this episode right here. Yes. This is episode 133, and this is this is basically titled Game Over. And we got a few topics to get to. But first and foremost, um, I didn't get a chance to touch on this topic in this last episode, actually. Um now we're gonna go before we even go to chatting on the jazz. Um let's do a little mental health check-in. Let's do a little mental health check-in first, man. You know what I mean? All right. As for how I'm feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually, I feel well mentally and physically. I feel energized because the other day I managed to to buy. I managed to buy some Gatorade because I need electrolytes. I know usually I buy them in the summertime, but because I have a lot to record. I want to make sure I have enough energy for for you folks out there that's listening and watching on YouTube and stuff like that. So, so basically, basically, mentally, physically, I am energized. Spiritually, overall, I feel energized, man. And shouts to Gatorade, man. 
Yeah. So that's pretty much that's pretty much your mental health check-in. I hope everybody um has been enjoying the week. Yesterday was April Fool's Day. Now, before I get into the first topic, I did come across um I did come across something yesterday by Complex. And they <laughs> and everybody thought you everybody thought that um everybody thought that the story was true in regards to you know um in regards to you know <laughs> we being um federally federally um legalized and shit but but unfortunately it was an April Fool's joke, folks. <laughs> it was an April Fool's joke, and everybody felt for that shit too. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like you know how that shit goes, man. That's that. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man. So um. Yeah. So let's get into a little transit news. Um. New York Mass Transit files. Um. Let me let me just grab a little um sound effect right here. And our first story in in MT in the transit news of the night has to do with the MTA itself catching a lot of heat, a lot of heat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it catching a lot of heat, man. Over off, off of the um fucking stroller stroller ban on buses. Now I mentioned this before, actually. Um, basically talked about this shit too. So here's what's happening here. Um, now hold on. Before I even go on, let me see who's in the chat. Hey, Melanie. Hey, thanks for joining. Hold on, let me see. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, Melanie. I appreciate you. Shouts to Melanie. Um, Monet official. Who came to the chat? Uh, make sure you listen to our music. That's also on Spotify and wherever else you get your music on there. So make sure you follow her on the gram so you can know when she's dropping some music and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody asks, tell them G Money Stack sent you to follow you on your music journey. All right. All right. So the proposal of letting parents bring unfolded strollers onto New York City buses faced hefty blowback from disability um, advocates Wednesday who de demanded that their spots on board not be sacrificed for baby carriers. Several speakers with disabilities came out against giving up room at the front of Metropolitan Transportation Authority buses for the infant and toddler push carts saying they had fought long and hard for their right to access transit. At the end of the day, mothers can still board a bus 
whether they fold up a stroller or have a location for it in the back of the bus, said Jessica D. Um, La Rosa, who uses a wheelchair during um, MTA's monthly board meeting March 30th. If those two wheelchair um, securements are occupied, then we cannot get on. Um, end quote. Monday, someone testified and mentioned that it feels like buses say you are not welcome, Say said uh, De La Rosa. Well, welcome to my world. At the months of moms showing up at MTA board meetings demanding the agency end its long-standing ban on 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 um unfolded strollers, transit officials during a Monday meeting announced an adversary group to study the issue, which includes caregivers, disability advocates, and bus operators. Oh Lord. Yeah, this is this is a major, major blowback fucking issue right here. Craig Cipriano, interim chief of New York City Transit, which oversees the Big Apple subways and buses, said they had safety concerns, but repeated that they were going to take a look at it. Unlike when there's a wheelchair that's strapped down st- strollers there's no place in the bus for a stroller to be strapped on uh, cipriano told reporters after the meeting so we had some concerns around the risks involving short stops and the like the working group was proposed by mta's chief accessibility officer um q uh wait a second if I can pronounce this right, Cumuel Arroyo, according to Cipriano, who declined to give a timeline for when the panel would come back with a solution. Bus systems in other cities allow open strollers on board so long as there's enough room. And Cipriano's incoming replacement, Rich Davey, who used who used to be in charge of Boston's um, transit system, has said he regretted instituting a ban there during his tenure. One Boston operator said he worried about how a new policy would shape out for him and his fellow drivers if they have to tell commuters there's no space. Um, where, do, where does the bus operator's safety come into play? when he's now being or she is now being forced to make a decision on who's more valid when there are three people standing in the rain, said Alexander Kemp. (laughs) One public speaker at the meeting lashed out particularly harshly at parents saying it was their own fault for choosing to procreate. What? We did not choose to be disabled, but you chose to have a baby. That's not our fault. That's not our fault. You chose to do it. That's the consequences, said the person who identified themselves as CN. Just stop being lazy. Just fold the damn stroller up and you know, and you know, deal with it. 
One vocal Manhattan mom countered that it was a mistake to pit writers against each other in the first place. Um, I cannot believe what I just heard right now, said Danielle um, Avisa. To be clear, we are asking to be third in line to the, the disabled and the elderly. We are not presenting a case of us versus them. We should not be pitted against each other for space either, she added. Parents also deserve to ride safely with their children, and it and it is a system. Like I said, that should work for all of us. Well, here's some people who who decided to chime in. Um, actually, there's two people. So this person says, it is not just the strollers add to them. The, the diaper bags, the shopping bags, and the purses carried by mothers who feel who feel they are entitled to an extra seat, leaving others to stand. I have never seen a mother show any kind of courtesy to others, allowing them to not fold their strollers will have some very adverse consequences. Wow. I think there should be extended buses added to selected routes for a period of two to three months and plain clothes inspectors or transit monitors should ride the routes and document how well or not how this how well this works strollers and carriages should be asked to go to back or middle of the bus transit monitors drivers um plain clothes Inspectors should advise customers. Um, let's see. Let me see who else replied to this. How about those who? How about those with push carts? They also have no consideration. They should take a cab. Oh, I forgot. They can't afford cab service. They just get on the bus for free. And another person says strollers should never be allowed, period. Hmm. Well, wow. Okay. There's two sides to this story, right? Now, of course, um, yes, you have to worry about the safety of other people as far as like as far as like if a bus driver um press on the brakes so hard based on somebody cutting them off or whatever and then you know like you don't want people to get hurt though you know what i'm saying that's another part that um that's another part that um that you know raises a concern and then you have other people who have kids who have strollers who have shopping bags and shit like that and 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 it's hard for it's it's hard for them to actually be able to um be able to get on the bus if they have a bunch of groceries. So like I said before when I um when I did the previous story of a mother who um who is who struggled to get on the bus because she had to fold a stroller, a baby stroller, to to actually to actually fucking get on the bus, which is kind of crazy to me, man. 
but then you gotta but then you have to really want but then you have to wonder like um about the um disabled and the elderly people you know what i'm saying like you gotta wonder about them too so hopefully the mta new york city transit could look into this though man they need to look into this shit though man because they're gonna the more the more this continues the more there's going to be some backlash, man. You don't want that to happen. And you don't want to have um, your reputation being ruined by um, a bunch of people containing consequences to your actions and for not caring about, you know, parents having their children and stuff, man. So that's just... That's just how I feel about this, man. Get it together, MTA. All right. Um, there's another story that I want to touch on, actually. Um, another another trends in news. We have we have um an incident in Harlem on a subway train. NYPD officers cuff a knife-wielding bigot responsible for an anti-Asian hate crime in the subway system on March 31st, according to police sources. A 43-year-old Asian woman was riding the one train Thursday evening when she was approached by a suspect identified as 40-year-old Jorge Hernandez on the carriage as it pulled into the 137th Street and City College Station. Um, Hernandez allegedly brandished a, a large knife, placed the weapon in front of her face, and threatened her with xenophobic and anti-Asian rhetoric, a source close to the investigation confirmed. Why don't you go back to your country, you immigrant Hernandez, um, reportedly said before othering an anti-Asian slur. The victim was fortunate to make it away unharmed. After receiving a description of the suspect, eagle-eyed NYPD officers spotted Hernandez on Broadway and West 137th um, immediately apprehending him, arresting officers not only discovered the lengthy knife in his pocket he used to carry out his threats, but they also discovered a smaller knife in his backpack. According to police, Hernandez of 361 Grandview in Staten Island has been arrested in the subway before. He was cuffed multiple times in 2014 for fair evasion and was last in custody in 2015 for petit larceny. I'm not sure what that is, actually, folks. Um, Hernandez has been charged with criminal possession of a weapon and hate crime menacing. Okay, so let's go to the comments. Um, so, so this person... Um, 
says, I'm wondering how the guy in the red cap enjoys being the poster child for this frightening headline. It makes it seem he is the suspect. Did he say go back to your country? Laugh out loud. How about we float your useless behind back to wherever you came from and and your mama too? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that right there is a little nuts for me right there though. Um anyway. Uh let's see what else. We got in the news today. And let's go to, I think that's it for transit news right now. Now we get into chatting all the jazz right here. Yes, the first story has to do with a fire in Brooklyn. Um, The FDNY took a took on a fire that ripped through a Brooklyn home on Wednesday afternoon um, at 3.33 p.m. on March 30th. Fire department personnel responded to a fire at 1610 East 56th Street in Mill Basin, <laughs> which is probably the same company that actually um, replaced fucking, um, fucking Auntie Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit I forgot about that shit too man <laughs> I forgot about that shit too man but anyway the fire turned into an all hands situation with the FDNY deploying 12 units with 65 fighters to the scene the fire was brought under control at 4.34pm there was no reported injuries as a result, cause the fire is under investigation. Yeah, that's that that right there. That right there. That's scary. That's scary right there, though, man. So, um, um, so we'll wait for we'll wait for, we'll wait for more updates to to come. Um, if I hear any more information about this, then I'll bring it. Then I'll bring it here to the New York podcast um show right here. Um now we're going to go to um yeah we're gonna go to Azalea Banks. Okay so I've been waiting for I've been waiting to talk about this actually so <laughs> so Azalea Banks is the latest entertainer to blast Kanye West for selling his $200 stem player. $200 fucking dollars for that shit? That's Highway Robbery 101 right here, folks. Who the hell's going to pay $200 for a fucking stem player? Are you fucking kidding me? Nah. On Friday, March 11, the Harlem rapper shared her thoughts on Kanye's music player, which is only which is the only way you can download his new album, Donda 2. Responding on Instagram to a user who said Ye was onto something, Bank strongly disagreed. Um, he's onto absolutely nothing. 
Banks commented, he redesigned a portable speaker. There's no API application um, interface, which is application programming interface or advertising um, UI um, slash UX design. And it isn't Kanye's idea. It's some startup in London called Kano Technology. <laughs> Not to be confused with AO Technology, folks. <laughs> Yo, oh, <laughs> oh man, um, Kanye just slapped his name on it. All they try, they are trying to do is sell you, um, um fan, fan silly decorated computer chips, Raspberry Pi thingies you can buy on Alibaba for $2.70. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) So he bootlegged this shit. Basically. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Yo. Banks went on to call black man naive when it comes to Kanye. I wish black man would stop being so quick to believe that this man has done anything revolutionary. The slazy, slazy rapper. <laughs> slazy. Wait, wait. Did she say? Did she say Slay Z? Yes, she did. <laughs> Yo, okay. He's like the blind, dumb, deaf mascot put in the place for black folk to idolize and not do their own research. <laughs> That's obviously crazy. It's actually crazy, but. But but um but it's true though, man. <laughs> it's obvious he probably bootlegged that shit anyway, man. Yeah, he probably bootlegged that shit anyway, man. Just to get people to waste their money. That's not good, man. That ain't good. That shit ain't good. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a fucking portable speaker slash MP3 player. <laughs> it literally should cost thirty dollars and belongs in a Toys R Us Christmas catalog that used to come in the newspaper. <laughs> Wait a second. 
teenage engineering is far beyond in this field. <laughs> Nothing about the stand player generates income for anyone but Kanye. Another non-necessity. It's complete bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Back in February, Kanye announced he would be changing the game by only making his new album available via his stand player, which co- which retails for $200. Yeah, right. Like, anybody's going to buy that shit, man, for $200. Ain't nobody going to cop that shit. Yeah, right. That's not going to happen, man. That shit is not gonna happen. Donda Two will only be available on my platform. The stand player he wrote as the Instagram caption for a snippet of the album, new album, now on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube. Today's artists get just twelve percent of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Go to standplayer.com now to order. You think anybody's gonna pay two hundred dollars for a fucking for to fucking listen to a fucking Kanye album? No, man. You fucking playing. You fucking playing yourself, and you're trying to play other people. You trying to play other people, man? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and your ass is so fucking butthurt all the fucking time, man. By ranting and raving and all this other shit, and then harassing Kim Kardashian. And all that other stuff and making threats and shit just to stay relevant. Nah, man. You're corny for that shit. claimed he'd made two million and two million dollars in sales in 24 hours following the announcement banks isn't the only person to call out the rapper for essentially charging 200 dollars for his album slipknot vocalist Corey taylor called Kanye a fucking moron for the product yeah i have to agree with this man yeah i have to, I have to agree with this shit right here man i have to agree man hold on I have to agree with these two people who would say that um yeah it's so stupid it's stupid it's very stupid to me to actually to to actually um to actually have people um pay two hundred dollars for a stand player to listen to an album. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Look, I get what he I get what he's trying to do. But he's going. He's going about. He's going about the wrong way. And I hate this. And I hate to say this shit, but ain't nobody fucking with two hundred dollars for a fucking stamp player. And, <laughs> and as Azalea Bass was talking about, like, yeah, it's, she's basically saying that he bootlegged this shit. <laughs> Yo, ain't nobody trying to buy no bootleg. Um. <laughs> Yo, ain't nobody trying to buy that bullshit. Like, knock it off, man. 
I think this needs to go. This this ridiculous idea needs to go to the needs to go to the garbage disposal right now. And how about the blender? Point exactly. You played your fucking self, man. You played yourself, Kanye. You played your fucking self. Anyway, man, let's move on to to the next subject, man. That matter here. Um, actually, a little something, something to actually remind you that this was kind of ridiculous and stupid. Now we're gonna go to. A couple of things, man, and a couple of things. There's a lot of things. So let's play this, man. So a couple of shows have been canceled. And the reason why I played the game over um theme is because there's some there's like three or four talk shows. Um being canceled here um that's why i named the episode game over because you know we got some cancellations that we got to talk about here um so we're gonna actually get into this first and foremost nick cannon's daytime talk show is coming to an end after one season variety variety has learned staffers at the nick cannon's show were informed at work thursday morning that the show would not be renewed for a second season and that it would be the final day of production however enough episodes have been pre-taped and banked so that the show will finish out its season with original episodes airing through sometime in may while the cancellations is sudden the abrupt ending isn't quite as abrupt as it may seem for the show excuse me for the show's crew and producers insiders say that a five-week hiatus was already previously planned due to cannon's busy schedule with responsibilities for his long-running um viacom improv show while in while and out and fox's hit primetime series the max singer which you could also see him on there too which he hosts the hiatus was set to start next week, which means staff would would have returned to work in mid-April. Um, now, with the show suddenly ending for good, a production source tells Variety that, that staffers will be getting paid for a handful of weeks, though just how long that payment will last is unclear. Cannon's cancellation does not come as a major surprise, as the show never hit an a a rating stride with a 0.4 season to date it's never easy to cancel a production 
with clear potential, but after a great deal of deliberation and examining various options, we have made the difficult business decision to end production on Nick Cannon, said Mort Marcus and Ira Bernstein, co-presidents of the show's producer, distributor Lionsgate, um, Debmar Mercury. We plan to offer viewers original episodes of the Dayton talk show um, through the remainder of this, this season. Our thanks goes go to the very talented Nick Cannon and our wonderful production team. And we wish Nick continued success with his many hit ventures. Cannon's talk show journey began a few years ago when he impressed execs at a fill in host for Wendy Williams in 2019 on her show, which also hails from Lionsgate's um, Debmar Mercury. After receiving warm reception for guest hosting the Wendy Williams show, Cannon became a top contender to land his own syndicated daytime show. And Debmar Mercury put development on a fast track for the multi-hyphenate star, who has been a staple in the industry for decades, working since he was a teen, both in front of and behind the camera. But the Nick Cannon show went through a journey to get on TV and nearly didn't make it to air. The show was originally supposed to debut in 2020, but after Cannon made anti-Semitic comments on a podcast and issued a series of apologies, the show was shelved until 2021. The Nick Cannon show was built around the entertainer's many talents and was filmed in front of a live studio audience in Harlem, New York. Earlier this year, Cannon used his show to deliver the heartbreaking news that his five-month-old son, Zen, had died of a brain tumor as he mourned his child on national TV. Yeah, that's great. That's really, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy right there. Um Yeah, Denmark Mercury. Yeah, Denmark Mercury, um, as he mourned the losses on national television. Denmark Mercury is going through a series of changes with its programming slate. The production company recently announced that it's long time. It's long-running hit, The Wendy Williams Show, is coming to an end at the 14 seasons as the popular um, host continues her recovery for health-related issues. Sherry Shepard is taking over Williams' time slots, launching her own talk show titled Sherry this fall. Yeah, you know what? I think Nick is going to be – he's going to be fine, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, because he has – he has a busy schedule and all other stuff. And plus he has like this, um, like he has one and now he has the mass singer on Fox five, which you could also see him in. And of course he has, hold on. Let me look this up though. Nick Cannon has a comedy thing going on. Let me look this up. Um, hold on a minute. <laughs> Um, he has a comedy thing. Comedy tour. Is it a comedy tour? 2022. 20, April 9th. Hold on a second. 
Hold on. Hold on a minute here. Um, wait a minute. Yes. Um, hang on a second, man. Hang on a second, man. Um, so, okay. So this is an April Fool's comedy jam featuring Bruce Bruce, Nick Cannon, Eddie Griffin, T.I., and more at the Barclays. Let's read this, man. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Okay, so let's read this, though. Um, hold on a second here. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, April 9th. I'm not mistaken. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, um. So. What is this? Okay, um, so. So the April Fool's Comedy Jam is basically a comedy sh show and concert featuring Rip Michaels, Nick Cannon, T.I., Ha Ha, Ha Ha Davis, damn, <laughs> Moneybag Yo, B. Simone, who is on the, um, what is it, the Women, Women of Women of Wildin' Out podcast, and she has a new one, which I will talk about that in um, a segment called Podcast Juice of the Week in a, in a, in a second. So, um, Little Kim and more. About this deal, seating C-sections in drop-down menu. Purchase tickets in the same transaction to sit together. Um, April Fool's Comedy Jam, Rip Michaels, a Chicago-born comic who did I go too far style of comedy keeps audiences coming back for more style star of Wildin' Out senior comedy producer of Nick Cannon talk show and star the new show Urban Eats and Treats um which I I didn't even know he had I knew about it but I didn't get a chance to talk about it but I'll talk about it um next time <clears throat> so nick cannon comedian actor tv host and rapper songwriter for no songwriter from while and out drumline mass singer real husbands of hollywood and nick cannon talk show ti one of the highest selling hip-hop artists of all time with hits including whatever you like what you know and bring them out the rapper actor tv star and record executive um, recently added stand-up comedy to his impressive resume with his performance at Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty that's pretty crazy, man. Um, who else is gonna be there? Um Ha Ha Davis. <laughs> what kind of name is that? <laughs> What kind of <laughs> Yo. 
Oh, man, I swear, people with funny names always make me laugh so hard, though, man. Um, so comedy and social media star from Detroit, um, same area as Eminem, known for his hilarious videos on YouTube and Instagram, where he has 7.4 million followers. Lil' Kim, um, born Brooklyn-born rapper discovered by fellow rapper the late... Notorious B.I.G., known for her hit songs, Not Tonight, Crush On You, and The Jump Off. Moneybag Yo, the money, the um, the Memphis-born rapper signed to Yo Gotti's label, is best known for his songs, Wakisha, and Time Today. Just added, <laughs> the African king of comedy, Michael Blackson. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my gosh, that's funny, man. That's funny right there, though. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that shit is so fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah, so you want to get your tickets? Um, yeah, you want to get your tickets right. So the fine print expiration varies. Refundable only within twenty four hours of purchase. Ticket will be emailed by Barclays Center directly to the email address you provided at checkout 48 hours prior to performance. Limit eight and a person subject to ticket availability. Valid only for option purchase. Present ticket at the venue entrance on day of the show. Merchant is the issuer of tickets any discount reflects prices provided by merchant, which may charge. ADA seating cannot be um, guaranteed. Contact box office prior to purchase for availability. Ticket value um, includes all fees. Must provide email address at checkout, which will which we will provide to Barclays Center to facilitate redemption. By completing the, this purchase, you agree to the merchants and venues COVID-19 safety policies in effect at the time of the event. Merchant is solely responsible to purchasers for the care and quality of the advertised goods and services. Offer is not eligible for our promo codes or other discounts. Okay. Okay, so what else you got? What else Nick Cannon got going on? Oh, wait a second. One more thing. Um, yeah, he has the uh, he has the um wilding out um he has a wilding out tour going on, which starts. Hold on a second. Hold on a second here. Um, wait a minute here. There's June second, um, Thursday, eight p.m. Northwell. Health at Jones Beach Theater, Wontok, New York, June 3rd, Friday, <clears throat> 8 p.m., PNC Bank Arts Center, Homedale, New Jersey. Um, of course, May 20th, Friday at 8, Lakewood, um, M5 Theater, Atlanta, Georgia, May 21st, um, at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Area, Jacksonville, Florida. 
Sunday, May 22nd, I think Financial M5 Theater, um, West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, Friday, May 27th, um, um, at the Veterans United Home Loans M5 Theater at Virginia Beach, um, Virginia. Saturday, May 28th, Meriwether Post um, Pavilion, no, Pavilion, um, in Columbia, um, Maryland. Um, Sunday, May 29th, PNC Music Pavilion, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I already mentioned, I already mentioned that already. So, um, June 4th, Xfinity, Xfinity Theater in Hartford, Connecticut. That's Saturday, June 4th. And June 5th is a Sunday at 8, Xfinity Theater, no, Xfinity Center at Mansfield, um, Mansfield, um, Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. And um, hold on. Let's see if there's any more. Um, Friday, June 10th, River Band Music Center, Cincinnati, Ohio. June 11th, Hollywood Casino and Five Theater, Chicago, Illinois, Tinley Park, Illinois. Uh, Ruoff Music Center, um, Sunday, June 12th, um, Noble Noblesville, um, Indiana or Indianapolis or whatever it is. Um, J- Friday, June 17th, Smoothie King Center, New Orleans, um, Louisiana. June 18th, which is a Saturday, the Cynthia Woods Mitchell um, Pavilion Pavy, um, um, presented by Huntsman um, Woodlands, Texas. Um, Sunday, June 19th, does equal Pavilion in Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Um, Thursday, June 23rd, Toyota Amphi Theater, uh, Wheatland, Wheatland, California. <laughs> Wheatland. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, June 24th, um, Concord, um, Pavy Leon, Concord, um, California. Um... That's Friday, June 24th, June Saturday, June 25th, MGM Grand Garden Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, June, Sunday, June 26th, um, 8 p.m., um, same time as Saturday and Friday. Um, Crypto.com Arena. I'm really having a hard time with the, with the damn name, man. Crypto. I'm really having a hard time with this shit, Crypto.com Arena, which is so fucking corny right there, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so June 30th, Thursday, June 30th, Pine Knob Music Theater, Clarkston, um, Missouri. Um, July 1st, Friday, July 1st, Blossom Music Theater, um, Cuyahoga Falls. 
um, Ohio. And, and of course, July 2nd, Boardwalk Hall, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, so listen, folks, man, don't feel bad because um his his talk show is getting canceled. He got other things going on for him, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, the guy is a multi-talented person. Um, if you really think about it, though, man, because you know, to have a hectic schedule like this is kind of crazy. So, you know what I'm saying? But. And by the way, man, I actually was able to actually provide you guys um, out there, um, of course, some locations of where you can watch Nick Cannon Presents MTV Wild Out Live Tour. So be sure you go get your tickets. Don't wait too long. And and yeah. And I hope you guys enjoy the Wild and Out um, live tour in various locations. Um, of course, California, New Jersey, New York, which is in Long Island, um, and other states. So there you go right there, man. So you you will be able to see Nick Cannon on there, too. And, of course, the April Fool's um, thing, too, that I just mentioned. All right. So that's something to cheer you up on. All right. Um. Okay. Let's see what else. What else we got here? What else we got here? Hold on. Hold on for one second. Let's see what we. Oh. Yeah. Um. The real. I forgot. <clears throat> yeah. The real got canceled too. Um. We're gonna discuss that too. Yeah, we'll discuss that as well. But let's discuss um Yeah, let's discuss the good dish being canceled too. Ah, man. Damn, man. Already game over for the good dish? Are you serious? Are you fucking serious, really? The Dr. Oz Show spinoff Good Dish has been canceled after one partial season in national syndication. Sources tell Deadline. The Good Dish replaced the long-running The Dr. Oz Show, which ended on January 14th amid host Mehmet Oz's state um, run in Pennsylvania. Both Dr. Oz and The Good Dish have been distributed by Sony Pictures Television, which is now looking for alternatives to keep The Good Dish on the air including cable or streaming. The the studio declined comment. Hosted by Oz's daughter, Daphne Oz, along with Gail Simmons and Jamika um, um, Pessoa, the good dish was picked up by the station groups across the country that carried the Dr. Ross show. Um, they include the Fox stations, um, which had been the Dr. Ross show's core station group, as well as Hearst, Nextar, Gray, and Sinclair. Um, yeah. The Fox stations recently picked up the new Jennifer Hudson daytime syndicated talk show for next season. It is yet to be slotted, but 
I hear it will not go into um good the good dish periods. Man, that has to really suck, man. That has to really, really, really suck right here, man. For you to hear that your shit is going off the air, that's got to hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, that's got to hurt, man. That's got to hurt, though. The Good Dish launched January 17th in more than 90% of the U.S., including top market stations in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Dallas, which is uh, one of the shows that I enjoy watching. Um, it is among the lower-rated syndicated talk shows, but not at the very bottom of syndication ratings. The fate of the Dr. Ross show, which had been renewed until mid-2023, became uncertain after Oz announced his candidacy for the Senate, for the Senate with the Fox stations in New York and Philadelphia pulling the program right away. The Good Dish, excuse me, The Good Dish comes from five-time daytime Emmy-winning executive producer Amy um, 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 Shiro and Stacey Rader and Zoe Co-Productions. The show whose end was reported by The Sun is produced by Zoe Co-Productions and distributed by Sony Pictures Television. Damn, that's got to suck, man. Yeah, and and here are some comments. Before I read the comments, I'm about to take a sip, man. Stay with me. Excuse me. All right. Um, some comments on deadline. Um, this person said, I like it. It's not bad, just a bit forced or awkward at times. They eat a lot, but they don't cook a lot. They talk a lot, but the show does not know what it is yet. Not really focused. I wish they had some time to figure it out, but that's not the business we work in too bad. Damn. I like the good dish. I like the good dish. I have nothing against the ladies except the fact that they make alcohol look like so much fun. And to me, it is a trigger for alcoholics who are trying to quit. And then they make it look enticing for teens who have never tried, retried it. They are making it look okay. To me... It's totally unacceptable for the society. We have enough drunks on the road. Here's what I say about this comment that I just read right there, man. People drink on a special occasion, okay? Let me say this again. People drink on a special occasion. Like, it's not to, it's not nowhere to, an intention to actually attract alcoholics. If anything, they did it to themselves. That's not the women's fault. Okay. <laughs> so how about not blame? How about not blaming the the women on TV <laughs> for your fucking actions? 
Like, seriously. Seriously, stop, man. For real. For real, though, man. That, that right there, that, that, that's just a, that's just a turn off for me. Yeah. That part. Um, yeah, that part right there, man. Um, what else? What else, man? Um, okay. Let's talk Maury. Let's talk Maury. Um, okay. Another game over for the longtime um Emmy Emmy talk show Maury, which is crazy, man. <laughs> This is some crazy ass shit, man. Update Sunday AM NBC Universal on Sunday confirmed that its daytime syndicated talk show Maury will be wrapping with the current season, saying that it was a mutual decision between the studio and veteran hosts. Maury Povich to end the talker made when Maury was most recently renewed in 2020 through 2021 to 2022 season. Um, Maury and I decided two years ago that this season will be the farewell season for the show. And while his retirement is bittersweet, we are so happy for him to be able to spend more time on the golf course. Tracy Wilson, EVP, um, NBC Universal Syndication Studios said in a statement to Deadline, Maury is a television icon, a pop culture legend, and we couldn't be more proud to have been a part of his incredible career. Povich traced the end of his long-running show for the back. Um, six years ago, when I was ready to retire, my the universe. NBC Universal Universal family asked me to continue the show. Um, hold on. Yeah, asked me to continue the show. He said, even though I told them I was ready for assisted living out of loyalty to NBC Universal and my more than one hundred staff and crew members. Tracy Wilson and I agreed to one more deal. I'm so proud of my relationship with NBC Universal and all those who worked on the Maury show. But as I occasionally tell my guests on Maury, enough already. Previous Saturday, another syndicated um, daytime talk show is coming to an end. NBC Universal's veteran tabloid talker Maury um, hosted and executive produced by Maury Povich. The show will end original program no, excuse me, productions at the end of the season when Povich plans to retire. Um, original episodes will air through September, after which repeats of Maury will continue to air in syndication. This is the second NBC um, Universal syndicated daytime program 
to call it quits this spring. Joining Judge Jerry, other syndicated daytime talk shows that recently got canceled includes um, Sony TV's The Good Dish, as well as Deadmar, Mercury, Mercury's Nick Cannon, and The Wendy Williams Show, the latter to be replaced by a new talker, Sherry, in the fall. The Maury Povich Show was launched in 1991 by Paramount Domestic Television. It shortened its name to uh, Maury in the mid-1990s. In 1998, Studio USA took over the program. The company was subsequently acquired by NBC Universal. Uh, Maury, whose cancellation was first reported by broadcasting and cable, is executive produced by Paul um, Fallhaber. It is a it is distributed in national syndication by Syndication Studios and produced by Stanford Media Center Productions. The Wendy Williams Show, like I said, is ending for now, which is um going to be replaced by Sherry Shepard, which is going to be happening in the fall so yeah wendy williams is another one that's actually going going um going down actually so yeah so actually it's official a daytime syndicated talk show hosted by sherry shepherd the view this nation will succeed the wendy williams show lionsgate's um Debmar Mercury, the producer distributor of the Winning Winning Show, is behind Sherry, which will make a syndication debut on the Fox Television stations and broadcasters nationwide in fall 2022 of this year, and will inherit the Fox O and O time slots of Wendy, which is 10 a.m. Um, and probably on my nine at three um in another element of succession between the wendy wind show on which shepherd is a frequent guest host this season uh this and sherry david perler will continue on sherry in the executive producer and showrunner role he was he has held for the past 12 of wendy's 13 seasons also crossing over from Wendy to Sherry is the popular Hot Topic segment with actor, comedian, author, and TV personality putting her own spin on it. <clears throat> um, Sherry is a natural who proved her hosting skills for many years as a panelist on The View on Fox's Dish Nation and again, this season as a popular guest host of Wendy. Denmark Mercury co-presidents Mort Marcus and Ira Bernstein said, like our viewers, we have been impressed by the unique comedic twist Sherry puts on our daily live hot topic segment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, her creativity and interactions with our guests. Her love for the content and daytime fans is obvious, and we are excited to partner with her to create another long-term talk franchise. The Wendy Williams Show is slated to continue through the end of this season with rotating guest hosts, including Shepard, as Williams has been sidelined with health issues for the entire season. 
while Sherry is positioned as a replacement, taking over Wendy's time periods and inheriting that show's producing team. Denmar Mercury is leaving the door open to resuming her show if when 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 Williams fully recovers and wants to do it. <clears throat> this is also a bittersweet moment for us and our partners at Fox. Marcus and Bernstein said, end quote, we all have a great love and affinity. Yes, infinity, folks. Um, for Wendy, who grew into a true icon during her 12 incredible seasons as the solo host of a live daily talk show edition on Hot Topics and interviewing celebrities since Wendy is still not available to host the show as she continues on her road to recovery. We believe it is best for our fans, stations, and advertisement advertising partners to start making this transition now we hope to be able to work with wendy again in the future and continue to wish her a speedy uh, and full recovery um the news of sherry's deal for fall 2022 as major station groups solidified their daytime lineups for next season amid the ongoing uncertainty surrounding Williams' health and the future of a talk show. Um, <clears throat> the Wendy Williams show has been an important show for both Debmar Mercury and the Fox stations. It, it was one of Debmar um, Mercury's first original syndicated programs and has been one of its longest-running and most successful ones. When he launched with a um with a limited test run on Fox TV stations in summer 2008, becoming the first nationally syndicated hit to come out of the model that has become a staple for the Fox stations. Um, give me one second, folks. Stay with me. All right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Where was I? Oh. Yeah. Um. Wait. So. Yeah, the Wendy Williams show has been an important show for both Deadmar, Deadmar Mercury, and the Fox stations. It was one of the Deadmar's Mercury's first original syndicated programs and has been one of the, its longest running and most successful ones. Wendy launched with a limited test run for Fox TV stations. Yeah. And in the summer two, 2008, becoming the first nationally syndicated hit to come out of the model that has become a staple for the Fox stations. Shepard, who has been negotiating to succeed Williams for weeks, also has a long-standing relationship with the Fox stations as a co-host of the syndicated celebrity magazine um, program, Dish Nation, <coughs> which is carried by the station group. Additionally, Shepard's daytime res resume includes co-hosting ABC's The View eight seasons from 2007 to 
um, 14. First of all, thanks to Debmar Mercury for navigating through an extremely trying situation and provide, excuse me, and providing stations with first run programming throughout, said Frank um, Sika, EVP programming. Uh, Fox television stations. Secondly, Sherry is the perfect choice for this. Her appeal to our audience is clear. Plus, she's already a member of the FTS family as host of this nation. Shepard, who has delivered the highest ratings of the season during her guest weeks, um, according to Debmar Mercury, will executive produce Sherry alongside her um, producing partner, media personality, and producer John Murray and David Perler. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have my dream come true and debut my own, my very own talk show, Sherry, in the fall, Shepard said. I can't wait until I return to New York to host the show and merge everything I love, pop culture, talk, entertainment, and comedy. I am thankful to Debmar Mercury and Fox for partnering with me on this show and look forward to this new journey. Um, Shepard is rep by ICM Partners and Three Arts. Yeah. Yeah, this is pretty this is pretty fun though, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is pretty fun though. Um yeah, so it's gonna there, there's no um specific date in the fall of when it's gonna come out, but you know remains to be seen. And if I hear anything about it, then I'll bring it to you on the New York podcast show. All right. Um. So yeah, there you go, right there. Um. Um. What else can we to? Oh. Oh. Um. So some people were talking about the reel being canceled. So we have to talk about that. We gotta talk about the reel. We gotta talk about the reel. We gotta talk about the reel. Yeah, so we gotta talk about the reel actually. Um so that's gonna be that's gonna be crazy, man. Um, so Lonnie Love just spoke out on Instagram about the real cancellation rumors. The daytime TV show co-host shared an honest update with viewers. So, okay, so here we go. The real, the real fans are bracing themselves for upsetting news about their favorite daytime talk show. Rumors have been recently, have recently started circling the internet that the reel is going to be canceled. According to several outlets, the Emmy winning show is coming to an end after eight seasons on the air. Damn. 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 That said, no official news has been announced from the reel nor its production companies. Uh, of course, since premiering in 2014, the um, morning panel show has earned recognition for giving women of color a platform to voice their thoughts and opinions on important 
topics. Um, season eight of The Real currently features Adrian Houghton, Lonnie Love, Jeannie Mai, Jenkins, and Garcelle Beauvais. Shortly after reports began surfacing about the alleged cancellation news, Lonnie spoke out on social media addressing the matter. It's been a busy few days, but I got a call from the studio. No official decision has been made about um, hashtag the real. She wrote on March 13th, I will be okay, but please give grace to the 150 crew members this may affect. We will finish season eight and wait for an official work. Um, and Lonnie um, says on Twitter, it's been a busy few days. Yeah, I read. Yeah. Yeah, I just read that part already. Um, the comedian also shared her message on Instagram and added, thank you to our wonderful crew the at the Real Daytime, um, hashtag season eight. After reading Lonnie, Lonnie's candid update about the unconfirmed rumors, fans immediately flooded the comment section with a mix of emotions. Many expressed how upset the idea of the Real getting canceled made them and others sent their best wishes. Um, I would be so sad. I've been rocking with y'all since the pilot. I love you all. One person wrote on Instagram, no, this breaks my heart. Literally representation matters. And you ladies did it with class. Um, please stay on another added praise for you and the whole crew. Come on season nine. Um, thank you all for the fun information and, and entertainment you girls bring. Keep Keep it coming. Love you, girls. A different fan said. Um, some viewers also offered words of encouragement. No matter what happens, y'all gave us the best daytime talk show ever. The show changed my life and my perspective in so many ways. Hoping for the best. Um, a follow a follower commented, "If you are canceled, nobody can take." away the Emmy Awards that everyone had a part in. We'll forever be grateful for this show, another said. Um, but why do why would the reel get canceled? The report stated that it was due to low ratings, though this hasn't been confirmed. Throughout the show's eight seasons, viewers have watched the host lit lives evolve, including the including that of previous stars Tamar Braxton, Tamara Maury Housley, and Amanda Seals. The daytime TV show cast openly discusses important topics like dating, marriage, divorce, motherhood, infertility, and more. Um, fans of the series witness Adrian become the first Latina host of a daytime talk show in the US and later cheered her yeah, cheered her on when she fell in love with her husband, Israel Houghton. Many lent their support when Jeannie Ma married Jeezy and celebrated the arrival of their daughter, Monaco Mai Jenkins. Wow. This is, wow. I'm pretty sad that it's going to be canceled. And it sucks, man. And I think also, who else talked about this shit too, man? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so let's see who else. Yeah, Garcelle talked about it too. Actually, hold on on BET.com. 
Um, so the actress and co-host is exclusively tells BET.com the fate of the popular show has yet to be determined. Um, news dropped earlier this week that the popular Fox daytime talk show, The Real, has been canceled, but without official word from this, from producers or any of the four co-hosts, it has been hard for fans to accept that the show is coming to an end. According to the Jasmine brand, which cites but does not name exclusive sources, the beloved TV show has been canceled. No reasons were provided to as to why the, the show is ending after eight seasons. <clears throat> um, in an interview with BT.com on Friday, March 11, Cole's actress, model, and author of the forthcoming book, Love Me As I Am, Garcelle Beauvais says the rumors are just that, rumors. When asked to confirm the news, Beauvais empathetically stated, it's a rumor. It hasn't been confirmed by Fox, my team, or anyone. And the reel started in 2013, and the show has since gone through a number of different hosts before landing on its current roster, which includes Adrian Houghton, Lonnie Love, Jeannie Mar Jenkins, and Beauvais as their latest addition. Throughout the years, the show has received accolades, including the NAACP Image Awards in 2018 and 2019 and a Daytime Emmy Award in 2018. If the show does not return, Beauvais has a number of other projects in the works after making history as the first black woman to be featured in a prominent role of Bravo's um, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The 54-year-old mother of three recently signed a development deal with NBC Universal Universal Television and Streaming Entertainment through her production company, where she will develop her own product products for the company. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. This should this should be very this should be interesting though. But you know, remains to be seen, man. You know what I'm saying? Remains to be seen. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen, folks. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, though, man. We'll see what happens, man. It's just, it's just, um, it's just a wait and see, man. It remains to be seen. So, there you go, right there. Um, what else can we talk about here? Um, what else? Uh, what else can we talk about here? Oh yeah, let's talk about the the moment of night fight and the um yeah let's talk about the the moment of night fight and the um the broken street yeah let's talk about that hold on a second man I've been meaning to talk about that shit too oh man okay all right so. Um, another crazy, another, um, this is crazy. So, so this happened today. So, um, this is from amnewyork.com. Um, group of brutes attack a man 
on Brooklyn Street and an anti-Semitic hate crime cops. Okay. Okay. Um, Detectives are looking for a band of six brutes. That's right. Six brutes of, yeah, six brutes who attacked a man on a Brooklyn street Friday night in an, in an apparent, apparent anti-Semitic hate crime police reported. The hate crime task force is now investigating the violent beatdown caught on camera of a 21-year-old, um, Hadis, um, what is it, um, Hasidic, Hasidic, Hasidic man in front of an apartment building at 58 Jerry Street in Williamsburg at about 7.55 p.m. on April 1st, April Fool's Day. According to police, the suspects approached the victim and attacked him without any prior, um, um, provocation or saying any words. Uh, Granny footage of this assault shows the mom mauling the man, punching and kicking him about the body, forcing him to the ground. (laughs) Moments later, they fled the scene in an unknown direction. The crazy, hold on. The video also shows the suspect walking along Harrison Avenue toward Jerry Street just before the assault. Um, the incident was reported to the 90th precinct. Police said the victim suffered minor injuries to his mouth and was treated at the scene by EMS. Hate crimes, particularly anti-Semitic attacks, have been on the rise in recent months. In February alone, the NYPD reported a 400% increase citywide in anti-Semitic hate crimes with 56 um, incidents reported up from um, the 11 recorded in February 2021. (laughs) Regarding Friday's incident, police described the six suspects involved as follows. Individual 1 man with a dark complexion and a thin build build um wearing a blue winter jacket a black hooded sweater blue jeans and black sneakers individual two a man with a medium complexion and a thin build wearing a black winter jacket a gray hooded sweatshirt um black jeans and white sneakers individual three a man with a dark complexion and a thin build wearing a black winter jacket with a fur-lined hood, black jeans, and black sweaters. No, excuse me, black sneakers. Individual four, a man with a dark complexion and a thin build wearing a blue, white, and red hooded jacket, blue jeans, and sneakers. Individual five. A man with a dark complexion and thin build wearing a black hooded winter jacket, black sweatpants, and white sneakers while carrying a black backpack. Individual six, excuse me, a man with a medium complexion and a thin build, 
uh, wearing a black winter jacket with a fur-lined hood, um, jeans, and sneakers. Anyone with information regarding the suspect's whereabouts can call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS. For Spanish, um, dial 888-57-PISTA. You can also submit tips online at the website, crimestoppers.nypdonline.org, or on Twitter at NYPD Tips. All calls and messages are kept confidential. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this is nuts, man. Um, so this person says the Blasio threw his hands up in the air in 2019 and says, sorry, the police are racist. So I'm going to disarm them. The criminals are victims. And the only way they will learn is if they learn on their own. Therefore, we must not stop them. Eventually, the criminals will become learned by citizens. Now, Law, the law-abiding citizens. You mean? Um, now the crime rate is sky. What we have to do is fight the liberal progressive um, party. They they have aligned themselves with the idea that criminals are poor, misunderstood people, and we must show them love and understanding. Uh, I don't know about showing love to criminals, man. That that's not happening. Um, that's not happening, man. Um, the Progressive Party is dang- very dangerous. The goal, their goal is to empty the prisons and create a law list that puts us all in danger. It is time to find politicians um, like Giuliani, but Andrew is not, not too smart and vote them in. And hell no to Giuliani, man. Hell no. Hell no. And vote them in, blah, blah, blah. If we want these hate crimes to end, we must use the power of the vote. Now is the time to act before more people of all races and religions are fair game for criminals. I get what he's saying, but Giuliani is not the fucking answer, man. He is he is a fucking Trump supporter who is a fucking racist sugar burger. All right? We don't need any more racist sugar burgers and racist motherfucking vanilla ice with no ice and vanilla wafers, crazy asses in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to say it though, man. <laughs> I actually said that shit the other day, actually, to a customer when I was collecting the carts. Um, <laughs> I actually said, <laughs> I actually said vanilla wafers, and I should have said vanilla ice with no ice right there. <laughs> I should have said that too, man. <laughs> I should have said that shit too, man. Oh man, I should have said that shit too, man. Um, yeah. Um, okay. What else? All right. So, what else can we talk about here? Oh, the Momo knife fight. Oh shit. Oh shit. I forgot to talk about that too. Hold on. Um. Yeah, the knife thing. Hold on a second. 
Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do I even have that? Wait a second. Yeah, knife fight. Wait, the knife fight. Okay, knife fight at MoMA. <laughs> Okay, so, um, yeah, knife fight here, um, we're gonna get, we're gonna get to that right there, yeah, okay, so, two employees of New York's, um, MoMA, which stands for Museum of Modern Art, um, A man stabbed two people inside the Museum of Modern Art in New York on Saturday afternoon after he was denied interest for previous incidents of disorderly conduct, authorities said. Police said the two people um, the two people who were stabbed were museum employees. Both were in stable conditions at Bellevue Hospital. NYPD Deputy, Deputy Commissioner of Intelligence and Counterterrorism John Miller said the man's um, membership was revoked for two separate incidents of disorderly um, behavior at the museum in recent days. A letter revoking the man's MoMA membership card was sent to him on Friday and he showed up late on Saturday afternoon with the stated intention of seeing a film being screened at the museum, Miller said. He became upset um, about not being allowed entrance and then jumped over the reception desk and proceeded to attack and stab two employees of this of the museum multiple times, Miller said. Um, Miller said that the employees were stabbed in the back, in the collarbone, in the back of the back of the neck, and were rushed within um, minutes to Bellevue. We're told they're going to be okay, he said. Miller said police are trying to locate the man. He said law enforcement has video of the man leaving the museum and is aware of the direction he left he described the man as a white male wearing a black jacket blue surgical mask a colorfully patterned shirt and hood miller described the man as a regular at the museum and said the museum had adequate security law enforcement um, officials are investigating the incident and the identities of those involved and further details weren't immediately available social media um, post on Twitter showed that the Midtown Manhattan Museum evacuated patrons Saturday afternoon due to a police investigation to avoid the area of 53rd Street, excuse me, between 5th and 6th Avenue, a police department tweet said. Um, expect emergency vehicles in the surrounding area. 
Witnesses tweeted videos of the evacuation. Alyssa Katz, deputy editor of the city, an independent New York news nonprofit, wrote, "Meet to went to meet friends at MoMA, greeted with a stampede of people fleeing museum being evacuated." Katz said she has spoke spoken to visitors from France, who said they saw someone stabbed in the underarm on the first floor. Katz also says she has seen New York police officers interviewing witnesses. Another witness said two workers stabbed, she said. She added, the scene here is calm, considering. Another Twitter user wrote, um, we weren't told what was going on, just that they had to close the exhibits immediately. A woman did say it was an emergency. It was handled very well. Hats off to the workers and the NYPD. Um, so, um, okay. So the Associated Press con- contributed to this report, st- stating, "We have a small favor to ask. Tens of millions have placed their trust." in the Guardian's fearless journalism since we started publishing 200 years ago, turning to us in moments of crisis, uncertainty, solidarity, and hope. More than 1.5 million supporters from 180 countries now power um, us financially, keep keeping us open to all and fiercely independent. Unlike other many others, the Guardian has no shareholders and no billionaire owner. Just the determination and passion to deliver high-impact global reporting, always free from commercial or political influence. Reporting like this is vital for democracy, for fairness, and to demand better from the powerful. And we provide all this for free for everyone to to rate to read <clears throat> we do this because we believe in information equality greater numbers of people can tr- keep track of the global events shaping our world understand their impact on people and communities and become inspired to take meaningful action uh, millions can benefit from open access to quality, truthful news, regardless of their ability to pay for it. If there were ever a time to join us, it is now. Every contribution, um, however big or small, powers our journalism and sustains our future. So, um, okay. Well, let's see. Um, Let's see what other topics do we have in hand. Um, okay, I guess we can get into all oh, the what else I need to oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Um I wanna actually get to the uh what else, man? Oh, crime units in the streets. Yeah, let me get to that. Um, hold on a second. Hold on. 
anti-crime units in the streets. Yeah, let's get to that right there. <laughs> okay, anti-crime units on the streets. Oops. Wrong one. Okay. So, um, all right, here it is. A revamped version of a specialized police unit focused on getting firearms off New York streets began operating. Um, yeah, it began operating, actually. Hang on a second, folks. Trying to look for another website, obviously. Um, New York. All right, let's get into this shit, though. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, okay. Yes, um, NYPD retooled anti-crime unit to use new tech and mission as part of a new initiative to crack down on gun violence in the city. Mayor Eric Adams has reinstated the NYPD's anti-crime unit. Officers are now equipped with new training and technology to maintain accountability. By next week, the NYPD's controversial anti-crime unit will return to Staten Island's North Shore with a new name, new look, and new technology. The department's 120th precinct, which encompasses the northeast section of the borough, is among more than 30 high-crime commands where the city has instituted the neighborhood safety units, also referred to as anti-gun units, as part of Mayor Eric Adams' Blueprint to End Gun Violence initiative, which he first rolled out at a press conference in January. Different than the former anti-crime former anti-crime officers who were playing um close the new unit comes with an alternative NYPD uniform officers are slated to wear a black sleeveless zip up jacket with a sewn gold badge in on the front including a patch up with the officer's name shield rank and command according to an Instagram post Monday by the New York City Justice League NYPD and police are sewn in white letters on the front and back of the jacket. A hat that bears NYPD is optional. Officials say each officer will wear a camera and is instructed to turn it on anytime they are interacting with a civilian. Um, they'll also be equipped with an unmarked car with a with a dashboard camera for transparency and safety. I was not going to put out a unit that was going to go after those who are carrying illegal guns unless I felt comfortable that we're not going back to the days of being abusive, said Adams at a press conference on Saturday. In the past, we were going to 
a community based on the crime numbers in that community. We criminalize everyone in that community, but um, we know who the gang members are. We know who the trigger pullers are. We're zooming in on them. We're not zooming in on an entire community. Some community leaders, however, have spoken out against the idea, citing a disproportionate number of police-involved shootings and sustained civilian complaints against similar units in the past. New technology training. About 168 cops from the department's neighborhood safety teams began their new assignments Monday in 28 areas of the city where shootings have increased during the pandemic, aka slandemic, the Post reported. The remaining 300 or so officers will be added as they complete their seven-day training, including um, those assigned to Staten Island. Um, Adams said previously that members of neighborhood safety teams will have new technology, including facial recognition and the ability to identify people carrying guns and what could amount to a no-contact version of the NYPD's controversial stop and frisk program. The officers are being trained in the Constitution, community interaction, car stops, use of force, police commissioner um, Keechant um, Sewell um, said at, the, at a press conference Friday, what we, what we really want to emphasize is there's a community component to this training as well, where we talk to the community and find out exactly um, what the changes are that they like to see what their concerns were in the past and what they can speak to moving forward. Um, they are intensely trained in minimal force techniques, advanced tactics, car stops, added chief, chief of department Ken Corey on Friday. The escalation is essential to all of it. Communications skills is a part of it. Courtroom training uh, and, as the police commissioner in, indicated, constitutional um, policing. Uh, the Gardner um, Pantaleo legacy. It was, excuse me, it was the plainclothes unit involved in the 2014 death of Eric Garner in Tompkinsville. Um, which helps spark an ongoing social justice movement across the U.S. In November, Black Lives Matter New York co-founder Hawk Newsom said there will be riots, fire, and bloodshed if Adams reinstated the uh, plainclothes unit. Eric Gardner Jr. responded to the comment saying, on behalf of the entire movement, I must ask you, to retract your statement and redirect that righteous anger to help all of us form a more constructive way of accomplishing our goals because at the end of the day, we all we got. In 2019, a large demonstration was held in Manhattan calling on the firing of the officer Daniel Pantaleo, who an NYPD judge ruled place a banned chokehold on Garner. Hundreds on, Sat on Staten Island's South Shore, meanwhile, marched in uh, support of Pantaleo keeping his job. 
led in part by Blue Lives Matter, New York founder Joe Imperatrice. Um, Imperatrice. Having the anti-team back is a great step in the right direction and to getting um, NYC back on track and communities in the five boroughs safer Imperatrice, Imperatrice said Tuesday, there must be up-to-date training for the new offices assigned, and they must know the risks and dangers they pose to themselves and possibly the public. Okay. Okay. So one element that didn't exist in past versions of the unit is Adams continued support and funding for community-based anti-violence groups. Uh, one of those groups, true to life, Staten Island includes residents formerly involved in acts of gun violence and other crimes who now work to end disputes peacefully and educate the community on ways to break up the cycle of poverty and violence. Projected manager Mike Perry said Tuesday he looks forward to meeting with officers in the, in the new unit. I want to address the concerns of the communities they will be working in, Perry said. I want to speak with them about accountability and ask how things will be different from the pre the previous anti-crime unit. Uh, meanwhile, in the borough's neighbor neighboring 121st precinct, which also has the seen a dis disproportionately um, <clears throat> high number of shootings in recent years, um, one officer expressed frustration they weren't getting a unit of their own. I think it should be in every precinct, he said. Anti-gun units will help slightly, but only in those commands. Of course, um, the history of anti-gun units. In 2002, then-Commissioner Ray Kelly disbanded uh, a plain closed street crime unit at their street vendor was shot 41 times by um, officers who mistook his wallet for a gun. In 2020, following the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis and amid the social upheaval that followed, the plainclothes anti-crime unit was again disbanded. Some cops on Staten Island have ra railed against then-Commissioner DeMont um, Shea's decision, citing plainclothes officers' ability to more easily execute gun arrests. <clears throat> These plain plainclothes officers know who the problem are, problem people are, and who the recidivists are. A Staten Island officer familiar with gun arrest on the North Shore said in January, the plain clothes um, gives them the drop on people who are committing crimes. The whole purpose is that it gives them a tactical advantage. Time will tell if Adams' revenge version of the unit will strike a balance between safety and enforcement that so far has eluded city officials. All right. Um, <clears throat> hold on a second here. Um, wait. Hold on. 
Uh, one second here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I see. Um, hold on. Um, I like to say something about this too, man. Look, and this goes back to the the issues with um, and it's not just the communities and shit like that. It's also what's been happening with these with these stabbings and the slashings and and the and the fucking shootings in you know train stations. And I was right about this shit. I was right about the part about how people are uncomfortable, you know, taking the train. And as I listened to B Live's um B Live's show yesterday in the Loop NYC radio podcast, um a lot of people told him that they were not comfortable um taking the um taking the subway train with all the fucking slashings and all these random random shootings and stabbings and shit like that listen it's not about everywhere it's not about everywhere it's 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 certain areas that's 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 you know making it bad it's certain areas you know what i'm saying it's not about everywhere. It's certain areas, man. Let's let's get that straight. Um. Anyway, um. Let me see. Let me see how much how much time I got here. Oh, I want to get into a couple of um, couple of stories. Actually, I didn't get a chance to. Um. All right. So. Um. There's a whole couple of stories I want to get to. Actually. Uh, this has to do a whole thing with Will Smith and stuff. So, um, I already talked about the Justice Smollett shit already. Um, oh yeah, oh man, the Justice Smollett shit. Um, I talked about that shit, but I do have it on there. So, um, actually, okay, so. Yeah, so the whole Justice Smollett case is far from over. Now, I'm not going to get into too much of this shit right here, so it's going to be a long battle. So, anyway, but anyway, I'm already here, so I might as well just... Uh... So, basically, he basically originally was in... He basically was originally in, in, um, in jail or whatever, and then... And then fast forward, he basically got released. He basically got released, man. And I read um talked about it in episode 132. But there's a whole story about that. I don't think I'm gonna be able to go through all of this because I want to get to the other stuff. So basically, um so basically, um he staged a hate crime. Obviously, we know that he staged a hate crime. And I explained that um, it's basically he perjured himself, man. Like, come on, son. You can't tell me. You can't tell me that you just you like you. You have to be. You have to be held accountable, man. You know what I'm saying? You really have to be held accountable off of this shit. And I'm not even gonna get into this story because I got some other shit that I have to talk about. So. So hopefully he gets held accountable for his actions. Um, I'm pretty sure he keeps saying that he's innocent, but remains to be seen. But I'm not gonna really spend too much time on this shit though, man, because um 
I really want to get to the other shit too, man, actually. So let's get to um hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Of course, everybody knows that Will Smith um basically punched Chris Rock, right? Of course, everybody's been talking about it. And of course, um Tony Rock, Tony Rock, Dame Dash included um the opposition or whatever is saying that he's a villain. But I'm gonna actually explain something um in a couple in a couple seconds. So let's get to it. Um, as Will Smith faced possible expulsion from the Academy of Motion Picture, Arts, and Sciences for his assault on Chris Rock during the 94th Academy Awards broadcast on Sunday, March 27th, the King Richard actor nominated on Friday, April 1st, that he is voluntarily resigning from the, the Academy. As reported by Variety, Smith described his actions in a statement as shocking, painful, and inexcusable, and said he accepts any additional consequences that may come his way as a result of him slapping Chris Rock in the face on Sunday. The list of those I have heard is long and includes Chris, his family, many of my dear friends and loved ones, all those in attendance and global audiences at home, Smith said. I betrayed the trust of the Academy. I deprived other nominees and winners of their opportunity to celebrate and be celebrated for their extraordinary work. I am heartbroken. He added, I want to put the focus on those who deserve attention for their achievements and allow the Academy to get back to the incredible work it does, it does to support creativity and artistry in the film. He said, concluding with change takes time and I am committed to doing the work and ensure that I never again allow violence to overtake reason. Smith's resignation comes after he charged the stage and assaulted comedian Chris Rock for referring to Smith's wife, um, Jada Pickett Smith, as G.I. Jane, likening, likening her shaved head to the Demi Moore character from the 1997 film, Jada had been open about her recent struggle with alopecia, which I actually explained what the disease is and, and you know, and maybe episodes ago. So, and the joke set off her husband who followed the slap by demanding Chris Rock keep his wife's name out of his fucking mouth. Of course, during the first night, of his Eagle Death Tour, Death World Tour, Chris Rock said he was still processing the assault. Processing the assault? <laughs> Man, please. Man, please. How was your weekend? He asked the crowd after walking on stage, as reported by Variety. I don't have a bunch of shit about what happened so if you came to hear that i have a whole show i wrote before this weekend i'm still kind of processing what happened so at some point i'll talk about that shit and it will be serious and funny <clears throat> man so anyway um y'all remember i brought up good good hair right um, I did bring up good hair for a reason, actually. Um, and this has to do with, um, a woman 
who was in the documentary, by the way. Um, I will actually, and by the way, she was featured on TMZ Live recently. So, so listen to this. Woman from Chris Rock's good hair and angry over Oscars jokes, shame on you. Um, a woman who starred in a 2009 documentary focusing on the lives of women with alopecia, funded by Chris Rock himself, is angry with the comedian for the joke that resulted in a slap from Will Smith. Moments after the com comic made the G.I. Jane joke, a clip surfaced from um, Rock's 2009 documentary, Good Hair, showing the comedian with interior hair interior design Sheila Bridges, age 57, who details her struggles with alopecia reported by the Los Angeles Times. The clip shows Chris Rock sitting next to Bridges, who talks about how she never felt the need to wear a wig after losing her hair. Um, and in quotes, I chose not to wear a wig for a number of reasons. It's this feeling about somehow hiding, and I never wanted to feel as if I was hiding something, Bridges said in the interview. I wanted to deal with sort of accepting who you are and looking in the mirror and looking as though you are beautiful, she continued. And Bridges posted a clip to... Instagram on Tuesday in support of Jay Pickett Smith while slamming Rock for, for um excuse me while slamming Rock for forgetting the conversation and being insensitive and yeah um and I said that about Bill Maher too who's fucking insensitive too and of course Dame Jet of course Dame Dash is also fucking um insensitive too so I'm gonna get to him next um. <clears throat> While I do not condone violence or what Will Smith did, I am not completely surprised that Chris Rock got rocked by Will Smith after making the medical condition of Jada Pickett Smith part of his comedic stick. Disrespecting her public publicly, Bridges wrote on Instagram. Shame on you, Chris Rock. Didn't we sit down and talk at length about painfully humiliating and difficult it is to navigate life as a bald woman in a society that is hair obsessed as if life isn't challenging enough out here as an unprotected black woman smith age 53 apologized to rock on monday for his unacceptable and inexcusable behavior okay um i'm gonna say a little something um about this right here um look The thing, here's the thing. Um, so there was a streamer who I was on actually was talking about um, gaslighting, right? Um, I don't, listen, you want to talk about gaslighting? How about the, how about the fucking gaslighting bullshit with the conspiracy theories and the made-up stories and the and the fucking gaslighting shit that that it is okay to to take bleach as a coronavirus treatment, and the same and the same motherfuckers 
who thought that ivermectin is a fucking treatment for fucking coronavirus treatment. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Alopecia is a serious condition, okay? And I actually talked about this. Um, in case you guys didn't know, I actually um, explained to you guys what the condition is. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, you guys are more than welcome to actually check that episode out. Um, so you guys can actually learn what uh, what that uh, medical condition is about. So there you go right there. So I'm going to just say this, right? I'm going to just say this, though, man. Um, And I said this about Bill Maher being a fucking insensitive, insensitive um, jerk, actually. He's a fucking sugar burger jerk who is fucking insensitive, who don't even understand what it's like to have a medical condition. And it's not aging you. It's not fucking aging, you fucking moron. It's not about aging. You hear stories about people who have cancer and they end up cutting their hair off. Are you fucking serious? Talking about aging? 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 Really? Really, though? Bill Maher needs to fucking educate himself. And for fucking Dame Dash to actually say that he's fucking, uh, he's a fucking villain and shit. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. I bet you he would do the same shit if a comedian talked about um his friend or or his or his or his friends, girlfriends, wife about their medical condition, disability, or whatever. I bet you he, I bet you Dame Dash would do the same fucking shit. Okay, he would do the same shit. And I'm just, and I'm not just saying this as a, and I'm not just saying this as a gaslight, man, because this is fucking, this is fucking crazy, and I'm just airing out my fucking frustration with how everybody's painting him as this fucking villain. Like, really, come on. Really? Oh, I ain't forget Dame Dash, man. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to him right now. I ain't forget him. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna get you, you, listen. Uh, listen to this, folks. Listen to this. Um, and I'm sorry I'm going over time. We just passed midnight, but I'll get to the I'll get to it. Anyway, man, this is from double um double xlmag.com. So of course, obviously, um Damon Damon Dash called Will Smith a villain for slapping Chris Rock over a joke about Potato Pickett Smith's shade head at the Oscars, which I don't really agree with Dame Dash on this one, man. Because I bet you he would do the same shit too. I bet you he would do the same shit too. I bet you he would do the same shit too. I bet you you be giving. I bet you you. I bet you he be giving somebody a fucking knuckle sandwich across somebody's head. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, son. Yeah. 
In an interview with Page Six, which was published on Tuesday, March 29th, the co-founder of Rockefeller Records was this, was dumbfounded by Smith's violent um, behavior at the 2022 Academy Awards on Sunday night, March 27th. I will tell you this. Ten years ago, five years ago, one year ago, if I ever heard that Will Smith got up and smacked somebody, I would not believe it, he said. It's almost like when a superhero turns into a villain or where a wrestler goes from being a good guy to a bad guy. Um, um, Dame went in, went on to describe Smith's actions for slapping rock across the face, a metamorphosis that happened within the actor's demeanor. It is almost seen as the shift of Will Smith, the industry veteran explained. It is like he's sick of being a good guy, I guess. Will is tired of being a punk, and he exploded, and Chris Rock got it. Dame, who is the CEO of his entertainment company, um, Dame Dash Studios, believes that Smith should seek out therapy for whatever issues he's dealing with inside of himself. He's also internalizing a lot of trauma that he didn't recognize and he overreacted to other things that bothered him. He told the publication, so more than likely I could say he could use a little therapy because he lost control of his um, emotions. Um, uh, The world is a different place. Um, Dame continued. I know if that was me. That was me and Kanye West. I would have walked out in cuffs, and Kanye would have walked out in a straight jacket. Despite Smith's violent behavior, the Philadelphia rapper um, still won Best Actor for his performance in King Richard. A day after the incident, the Hollywood star um, issued a formal apology. Violence in all forms of its forms of poisonous and destructive reads. His statement released on Monday night, March 28th. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but I joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. He continued, um, I will... I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I am embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also uh, like to apologize to Academy, the producers of the show, all the attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family. I deeply regret that my behavior was stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress, the 53-year-old uh, Thespian concluded. Hmm. Okay, meanwhile, Dame initially thought the Smith Rock altercation at the Oscars was a stunt because security didn't rush to the comedian's aid or even attempted to restrain the now Oscar winning actor. Um, I thought they were playing 
all the police at the Oscars and security, and he ran up on Chris like that. He said flabbergasted over the shocking moment. I did not think they were serious. They couldn't be. They couldn't have been serious. If they were serious, man, if it was real, where's the police? If I smacked somebody at the Oscars on TV, I wouldn't even be able to sit back down Dame Dash at it. Overall, Dame doesn't condone black people getting violent with each other, especially on such an international platform as the Oscars stage. Showcasing us as a culture fighting is not a good thing, he stated. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, I've never been a fan of other cultures judging us and us being so happy for their approval. They concluded, there's a lot of times I want to smack a lot of motherfuckers. I never walked up on the stage and smacked somebody and then got a standing ovation this, the next fucking second. Of course, obviously, um, you know, I see. Okay. See. Let me just say this though, man. You fucking lie, man. You've been doing violent acts over the years, selling drugs and all that other shit. And you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You've been selling drugs over the years, and and you know, and you know something. Everybody's not gonna forget that fucking Breakfast Club interview when you was talking shit about people who are working hard at the jobs with a boss. No, you know, nobody's not nobody's going to forget that shit, man. I'm sorry, but ain't nobody feel sorry. For, nobody feels sorry for Dave Dash. I don't feel sorry for him. And for him to call him a, for him to call Will Smith a villain, which indicates to which indicates that he doesn't understand what it's like for a person to actually go through things. He Will Smith is a human being, man. And you know what I'm saying? And as I explained, um, and as I explained previously, that just because you're a fucking comedian does not mean you get a free pass. And that's exactly what um the woman, um, the woman um Bridges was talking about, who also suffers from alopecia, who basically who basically um and I have to agree with her because she, he should, Chris, Chris Rock should be ashamed. I'm sorry, man. And I know um, um, Tony Rock got in touch, talked about this shit or whatever. But, but at the same time, man, like he, he wasn't, he wasn't even there at the Oscars. He was not there. His brother Chris Rock was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? How about how about Dame Dash stop gaslighting the fucking situation by calling him a villain and shit, man? You know what I'm saying? He's a fucking human being, man. And when you talk about somebody's wife who's have a medical condition and shit like that, that's not a fucking laughing matter. That's not a laughing matter at all. And that 2016 stunt that he did at the at the um, like I actually mentioned in in a previous episode, um, in terms of um, Jada Pickett Smith boycotting the Oscars, which was the Oscars so white, um, you know what I mean? Look, at the same time, 
Um, when you like, like I said, you talk about somebody's um medical condition, whether it's like a whether it's cancer, whether it's um alopecia or whatever, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a fucking chain reaction out of a person, man. And look, you can't tell, like somebody said, I forget who said it though. I forget who said it though. I was watching TMZ. Um, you and they was talking about like you can't you can't really tell someone how you can't really tell someone how to feel. And you, the same way you can't tell someone how to react, though. I'll just I'll just put it right there on that one right there. So listen. Um and yes, um, by the way, Quest Love, look. I didn't even know Quest Love had a, a, a documentary um, for his uh, for his film Summer Soul um, Moments after um, Smith's infamous slap reportedly felt felt odd except in the Oscars. Blah blah. blah. I'll probably talk about this even more um, in next time next time episode. So I'll probably talk about it next time. Um. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, like I said, man, Dame Dash, Bill Maher, and all these motherfuckers who call him a villain and all that other shit. You know what? You know, I'm gonna just do this, man. When was the last time you even? When was the last time you even? Um empathize with with a person who actually fucking um has a medical condition doesn't matter it doesn't matter if a person's a comedian or not man it's not me and by the way and by the way by the way um i'll wait Listen, man, it doesn't matter whether you are a comedian or not, though, man. I think the moral of the story is, like, um, you, you can't tell someone how to react and you can't tell someone how to how to feel. You know what I'm saying? And and, you know, I feel for Will, man, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that he has to um. He has to resign. I mean, look, it may be, it may be, it may be a good look for him because he gets to keep, he gets to keep the award, which is a good thing. <clears throat> so yeah, he, yeah. So there you go, right there. Um, all right. Um, let me see how much time we got here. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. So you know what? The Travis Scott and the Urkel murder. Um, I'm gonna have to do this some other time. So I'm just gonna go to the best hip hop albums in 2022 so far. I'm gonna go there and I'm just do two more stories and that's it. Um my gosh. It's 12:25 already, and I'm already um all right, so we could 
get through this, man. We'll get, yeah, we'll get through it. Um, all right, we're gonna go to um hold on a minute. Where is this? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I just saw it. Give me one second. No, I'm sorry. Um, 13 best new songs this week. I forgot to mention. Ah, shit. Okay, best... Um, best new hip hop albums. Hold on, let me just do that. All right. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. All right, we're gonna go to um one second. Wait, best rap song so far. Okay, best hip hop. No, yeah, wait. Hip hop albums so far. We're gonna go there. Okay, so um, this might be the last story I'm gonna do. The Travis Scott and the Uncle Murder shit. I'm gonna have to do that some other time. So um, so far, 2022 has been off to a hot start with some great hip hop albums from the Never Agent Snoop Dogg to the long-awaited album from Saba after nearly four years and. Conway the Machine's latest there is playing of good music, good music. Yeah, good music from a diverse range of artists. Hip Hop DX will be narrowing down the endless amount of music released during the course of a year to to essentials, providing readers with a list of the must-listen projects, struggling to find um, a list of the hip hop albums that have been shifting the culture take a look at our list for uh, rap and r&b to get a complete survey of the projects and the projects that are dictating the conversations around hip-hop culture um need new songs um hold on a second man um hold on on a second. So let's see. So we're gonna have let let's take a look at the rap albums. Um okay, so the rap albums so far. Let's take a look at that. We didn't even get through no, hold on. We didn't even get through the hip hop albums. Let's get through. Let's get through this, man. Okay, so, um, okay, um, there's, okay, sh- yeah, we get the simple and added 
Okay, so need new songs to throw in the rotation, but Spotify and user-created playlists are way too, way too long. We kept it simple and added only the best of the best songs from each month to make sure you get the songs you need without a hassle. Peep the list below. Um, of course, looking for some up-and-coming rappers and underground gems we've done the work for you and highlighted the short eps mixtapes and projects to check out if you are tired of the mainstream album cycle so here we go uh forever five the late great five dog from a charcoal quest five dog was only 45 when he transitioned on march 22nd 2016 from disease complications but despite his premature passing the tricor quest mc left behind an indelible indelib, indelible legacy thanks to classic hip-hop albums such as low and theory and midnight marauders on the sixth anniversary of the five foot assassin's death the five dog estate released his first post humorous solo album forever a 13 track celebration of five in it lyrical talent from the new york bloom bat of nutshell 2 featuring Buster rounds and red man to dear dilla reprise with his fellow tribe luminary q-tip the project swells with and undeniable now 90s nostalgia on hearkening back to an era where rhymes were dense and the beats were freshingly simple although it's an emotional listen forever cements five dogs invaluable contributions to hip-hop forever by the way a charcoal quest got got um um featured in the rock and roll hall of fame um, so I want to actually give a, a round of applause for that. Um, so the whole so the whole list goes like this. I'm not gonna read the statements and stuff. So I'm just trying to um finish this as fast as I can. Melt my eyes, see your future, Denzel Curry. We got um, Benny the Butcher, Tana Talk 4, Frank Fly Anakin, Back on Death Row, Snoop Dogg, and of course, Conway the Machine, God Don't Make Mistakes, Yeet, Too Alive, Saba, Few, Few Good Things, um, Currency and Alchemist, Continuance, um, Gunner, DS Forever, Earl Sweatshirt, Sick, NBA Young Boy Colors, um, Babyface Ray, Face, um, Dro Kenji, With or Without You, um, Nas and Hit Boy, Magic, Late Great Juice World, Fighting Demons, um, Not a Wick, Who is Not a Wick, um, Match Homie, um, Blendon's Troll, um, Rick Ross, Richard Than I Ever Been, Key Glock, The Yellow Tattoo, um, Cash Dami, Hypernova, 
and that's about it right here. Now, a last topic. I didn't get a chance to talk about this. I didn't get a chance to talk about this, but this is going to be um wait, 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 wait. Let me look for this topic right here. Because I forgot to talk about this in the last episode. Um, I do apologize. Um okay, I haven't done this segment in a while, so we're gonna go to a segment that um, I haven't done it in a long time, actually. And this is, and and I want you guys to get your drinks, get your water, get your juice, um, and your teas, and and be prepared for a segment called Podcast Juice of the Week. This is pertaining to this is pertaining to Mano's show Kitchen Talk Podcast. Um, so check this out. Um now in case you didn't know, this is this is featuring um Georgie, Holla, and Ricky. So so listen to this. Fox sold the black community's top free stream platform serving black content 365 days a year has announced that platinum selling recording artist Mano's kitchen talk series would be available for streaming this is interesting man this is very interesting right there though um let's see um, Kitchen Talk is not a culinary show or a love show. It's a show that delivers a vibe with in-depth charts about life, co-hosted by platinum-selling rec- recording artist Mano. Of course, Georgie's in there and Holla. Uh, the stories are sometimes funny, sometimes encouraging, but they are stories for the culture at the end of the day. Mano Presents Kitchen Talk will air on Fox Soul starting Monday, April 4th. During the week of April 4th, Fox Soul will air one new episode every day at 7 p.m. Pacific Time from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturday, April 9th. Fox Soul will broadcast a marathon of all five episodes back to back. Of course, Fox So partnering with Kitchen Talk gives us the ability to reach a broader audience, says Greg J. Gavin, executive producer. When the show first started, the vision was to be able to create an impact on the culture and reflect growth. Fox So is a platform that will assist in us becoming a staple in the media business. The most important thing about this partnership is um, we now have a partner to help spread the vibe. Um, From a tough past to a male influence, Mano's tale demonstrates that it's not how you start that matters, but the work you put in to change 
the story. Georgie, a single mother of two boys, exemplifies strength and can relate to and inspire many women of color not to let anyone or anything stand in the way of being powerful and influential. Um, oh boy, and influential. Sorry about that. And influential. I don't know why this shit is like. <sighs> hold on. And influential. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And influential. Influential. Hala is a is also a young woman whose faith and determination will inspire and motivate others in the future. Kitchen talk is an unscripted unscripted culture kitchen talk is a video podcast that aims to bridge the gap between cultural and transformational discussions kitchen talk seeks to motivate the future generation to um work hard and never quit no matter what is thrown their way through motivational anecdotes and celebrations of our rhythms and blues. Kitchen Talk will feature Angie, Angie Martinez, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, and DJ Envy. Kitchen Talk is executive produced by Maino and Greg J. Gavin. You can see the official trailer below on the Fox Soul YouTube channel page. Make sure you check that out. Um, let me see. Um, another, another, um, Another thing I want to actually get into has to do. Okay, so another podcast that um that I want to actually um let let you guys know about um that I want to let you guys know about and stuff um has to do. Hold on a second here. Oh wait, I need y'all to actually um check out um. I need y'all to check out, um, let me see, um, yeah, I need y'all to check out this, uh, hold on, let me look for it, let me look for it, though, so, let me look for this shit, um, all right, so let me just look for it right now, um, let me just look for it, though. Uh, Lord. So, okay. So, actually, actually, they haven't even dropped an episode quite yet. So, listen, I need y'all to check out my, my, um, my podcast, um, which I'm doing on Sundays, which is excellent, fun, vibrant podcast, sports edition show. And this is basically, this is basically a sports, um, is a sports talk show involving everything in sports. So you can, you can actually catch, um, you can catch, um, you can catch it on Sundays at eight. No, excuse me, 6 p.m. You catch that at 6 p.m. And, and of course, on YouTube. And make sure you listen to it on all your streaming platforms. And, of course, um, you can check out. 
yeah, you can check out a trailer of the of the Know For Sure podcast. Um, of course, um, what is the secret to a long-lasting friendship for 20 years? Respect, genuine love, and difficult conversations. Every week, comedian, actress, and business mogul B. Simone from Wildin' Out and Women of Wildin' Out podcast. Um, you can check that out as well along with her best friend, assistant, and business partner, Megan Brooks, will share the stories and experiences that have allowed them to grow together throughout the, the years, throughout their lives, are completely opposite. B. Simone is trying to find her forever love and manage a very public life while Megan discovers what her version of the white picket fence dream really looks like um, for her as a wife and mother three. Oh shit. Um, the weekly conversations will be taught, provoking and challenging your beliefs. We invite you to join us on our journey of self-discovery and evolution. So you can check out the trailer on there. And one more thing I need I want y'all to check out is hold on a second. Let me live for it. Let me live for this shit. <clears throat> Okay. Oh, there's another podcast that I was that I just listened to. Um, if I'm not mistaken, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I just saw it. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. Um, I want y'all to check out this this so-called the Struggleberry Crunch. Now, here's the synopsis. Do you find adulting to be a struggle? Of course you do. We all do. Hey, my name is Terriana, and I am the host of Struggleberry Crunch. And by the way, you can follow Terriana on on um, Instagram and, of course, the, the, the podcast on Instagram as well. Um, <clears throat> uh, and I am a host of the Struggleberry Crunch. Struggleberry Crunch is a unique podcast for young adults looking for conversations about everyday adult struggles, relationships, career, um, purpose, fam family baggage, and more. If you are looking for a safe place to heal, learn, and grow, you are in the right place. If you like to laugh, joke, and feel like you are listening to a good friend and you are still in the in the right place. The struggle is real, but it can also be sweet by tuning in every week you get a chance to explore the flavor of your struggle by hearing about mine and others. Uh, whether you are your relationship status is salty or your self-care is sour, I will share personal stories, resources, affirmations, and invite guests to inspire you through these struggles. After each episode, this podcast will give you the confidence you need to embrace problems, find solutions, and take action for real this time. Now pick up an episode, start listening, and go explore the flavor of your struggle. Of course, um, Terriana um, Morton is a life coach, actress, educator, entrepreneur, and anything else she feels like being that day. She is a college graduate from Nebraska, moved to California, and back to Nebraska again. Through her journey, she has struggled with finding herself. Her quarter-life crisis started at age 22, and now she is finally starting to come out of it. 
her life has taken a surprise turn and she's excited to share it with the others out there um now 27 get ready and because here she comes congratulations make sure you guys follow her on instagram and the show itself on there and congratulations on her graduating college Um, another, before I wrap up here, man, um, there's another podcast I want y'all to check out though. And hold on a second. Let me just pull it up. Let me just pull this shit up. Um, um, so I started listening to this podcast actually, which also reminds me of, um, mental health in terms of spirituality and in terms to, you know, the mental checking that I always um, put on this New York podcast show right here. And this is pertaining to a friend of mine named Lottie. So check this out. Um, So her show is called La Soul Cafe. And um, so, so the synopsis goes like this. Hey everyone, welcome to La Soul Cafe. This space was created by Lottie. Um, For those of you who may not know who she is, she's a singer, songwriter, mindset, and lifestyle coach, and most importantly, loving boy mom. Aw, that's that's very cute and and beautiful. Lottie holds the um, intention that this space will be useful for fellow creators, healers, and those on their own journeys of self-development to come together sharing in their journey talks from where they started where they are now and how shifting their mindset is keeping them fast track to where they are meant to be we would love you we would love for you to join us as we sit back relax and fill our cups and pour into others yes she has some episodes right now she has some episodes right now. She has four episodes right now. So I want you guys to check that out. And that's going to do it for Podcast Juice of the Week. Let me go to the Instagram um, live feed um, of where you can follow these people as I try to actually look them up. <laughs> um, um, Hold on a second. So... You can follow um, my friend Hey dot underscore and along with her podcast, which is on, which is also on Anchor, by the way, which is the same um, spot as the three podcast shows that I'm actually doing. So you can follow her on there, and you know, give her some feedback on on what you think of the episodes that she puts out, and 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 it's crazy. Um, by the way, she puts it out on on Fridays as well as my as well as my show as well. So there you go right there. And of course, you can also follow the Struggleberry Crunch on Instagram as well and you can follow this this lovely um host, The Book of Teriana. And of course, you can follow you can follow the uh hold on. There's another one I need I want y'all to follow. This is 
Um, you know, um, for sure. Wait, no, for sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Pod, you can follow the, you can follow um B Simone and and her co-host on there too. So that's gonna do it for for this episode right here of 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 episode one thirty three title game over. I did play the um the 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 Super Mario um brothers um you know game over theme so i obviously you're probably gonna hear more of this along with the other sound effects that i actually added um and yeah you like what you heard in today's episode um please feel free to actually um show some love by making a charitable donation to my cash app which is dollar sign um g money stacks 555 um that's Dollar sign, capital G, lowercase M-O-N-E-Y, capital S, lowercase T-A-C-K-Z, 555. Once again, it's not about breaking the bank. It's about um, whatever amount of money you decide to donate. It could be a dollar, $2, $5, $10, or whatever amount you are comfortable with will be appreciated. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to another, um, another um segment right here which is going to be the wrap up of the uh the show right here so so stream choices on the go right here here we go make sure you follow me on 17 live at g money stacks queens new york at 17 live and make sure you follow the show right here, Off the Meat Rack Chains, New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, right? Um, and also follow my other shows, which is Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast. I will actually um, be recording tomorrow, um, six o'clock on YouTube. Make sure you make sure you um follow that. Make sure you follow um Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast as well. And myself, G Money Stacks 555 on on the primary gram. Um, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York, on there, right there. So here we go, right there. Um, also, also you can check out um you can check out the audio episodes on streaming platforms in the link in the bio that says Linktree slash G Money Stacks 555 is going to have a list of things for you to subscribe and follow the. The, the 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 New York podcast show pages. Um, make sure you um if you have any questions, if you have any comments um about um today's episode or any previous episode as far as the topics or anything like that, feel free to leave a voice message on the on the podcast page of anchor.fm. There's a link that I added to there. So you could so you can um go to the anchor.fm where it has the, the name of the show and it says message on there. You tap on the word message and make sure you um record your voice message with your comments, your questions, um, whatever you whatever you have for me. And if you would like to be a guest on there, you could feel free to actually DM me at G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Um 
So there you have it right there. So Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Play FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Pod Polo, Podorama Podcast, Index Podcast, Attic, Pod Chaser, Podverse, um, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcast. Don't forget to listen to um the New York podcast um off the meat rat chains New York podcast on Radio Public iHeart Radio number one F for music radio and podcast and last but not least YouTube make sure you grab the subscribe button tap the noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream leave a like and a comment upcoming episodes more video content previous episodes and make sure you download the episodes, share the episodes, share the videos, tell a friend to another friend. Word of mouth is important. Fe- your feedback is important. And, of course, make sure you share the podcast along with the link that says Linktree slash GMoneyStacks555 on there. And, of course, don't forget to leave a voice message on the Anchor.fm um, app. You know what I'm saying? along with the um, audio streaming platforms with your friends so there you go right so there you go right there um that's it man g money stacks signing off clocking out i'm off this shit thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with me i will see you guys in the next episode peace and one love enjoy the rest of your evening the weekend and the new week and have yourselves a good night Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple of things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast. O F F T H E M E A T R A C K C H A I N Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, 
previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.